in a week where Adidas released the Originals Football Icons collection, we were reminded that all day I dream about sex. Sorry, shirts, shirts, definitely shirts. It's episode 87. Welcome back, listener. It's episode 87 of They Think It's All Over, the Football Shirt Show. And the whole gang's here today. I'm Football Shirt Talia. Who's joining me? It's Mike at Footy Shirts. It's Tom at Shirt Fan. Scott at Flying Scotty. And Adam at This One Kit. We're all looking very colourful today. One person in particular, Mixu Patalainen. <laughs> <laughs> that won't make any sense to anyone, will it? Um, yes, I'm looking very colourful today. Um, I'm in my VFL book. And I think it's like 1997 this came out. And uh, yeah, it's the red slash rainbow one. Very nice. It's only one thing I hate more than rainbow shirts, and that's half and half shirts. You managed to combine the two there, Adam. Why do you hate rainbow shirts? I don't, actually. That makes me sound... No, I don't. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> wow. Wow. I like block <laughs> colours. That's why I like block okay, colours. I see uh, Mike's got his Ajax shirts on display. These are my newest editions, and they've gone down very well, actually. The, 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 this one here, which is, oh, I think it's a 2016-17 I put on uh, Twitter this week. This week, I didn't realise how much everybody loves that. It looks like quite a plain, unassuming shirt, but apparently, in the Fenerbahce fan base, that's exactly what they want. They just want a striped shirt. That's it. And I was amazed at how many of them said that that is their favourite home shirt they've ever had. Two things. It's great to get the They Think Kits All Over Originals all back together. And Mike, did everyone notice how he didn't even know what shirt it was behind him? (laughs) (laughs) Even for you, they blend into one, mate. (laughs) That is not true. I was just trying to remember the year, that's all. You like uh, collecting teams that just have the same shirt all the time, don't you? Why the fuck is this? It's just like Bayern and Fenerbahce. Like, I, I don't know, just branch out, get some interesting shirts. You said that everybody liked the shirt. He'd like to say individual thanks to Kemal, Mehmet, Ahmet, Denise, Mustafa, Ayodin, Asli, Elif, Demir, Aileen, Barris and Daphne for all giving him likes. <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> Turkish names. Scott, if you don't like that shirt, though, you're probably going to have to close your ears during kit history later because um, Mike's giving me a sneak peek of what's coming. An- another uh, non-factual colour related story, is it? It's a hundred percent fact. It always is. So, has anybody been up to anything exciting in the last seven days? I crossed a bit of uh, the shirt space with work this week. I um, carried Ildefons Lima, and he's chat with us on this podcast over to Sky Sports News, and he came on and spoke for ten minutes about Erling Haaland swapping shirts with the young boys captain at halftime, which was a uh, you know Sky Sports News second to this pod. So don't say I. I don't put my heart into this. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, it's, it's Sky Sports again, our sloppy seconds. Not for the first time either, Mike. <laughs> I had a good week. I met Mike. Uh, I met Adam at a pub. Oh, yeah, that life. happened. Yeah, that was a really nice thing, wasn't it? That was great. Yeah. I got really drunk. I've not drunk <laughs> I mean, that, that much, like, literally all year. I don't drink that much. You invited a Scotsman to the pub at midday. I'm not sure <laughs> where you thought that was going to go. Oh, it went exactly where it was always going to go, wasn't it? My favourite yeah. bit was how you went You went out afterwards and had seven more gins. So I went home and <laughs> fell asleep. I only got home at half past one in the morning. <laughs> Good grief. Did you wake up with any shirts you don't remember ordering, Scott? It normally happens when you um, 
when you get a bed drunk. No, that that is very true. But no, this time I must have uh, I must have had more self control, or actually probably my phone ran out of battery because I'd been out since midday. Okay, so it's nice that two of you managed to get together. There's been quite a bit of news this week, though, hasn't there? Who wants to kick us off? Yeah, it's the uh, it's the season of the reissues, isn't it? And to carry on from the unbelievable Leon icon release that Adidas did, they've they've unveiled a whole ton of other new releases. And we did kind of say, didn't we, the other week that that could have been the tip of the iceberg. Well, here it is. Titanic's gone down. I mean, how can you not love these? If you try and flip the retro versions for more money, you probably don't like these. It's interesting to see the price, wasn't it? Because we did a quick whip around to see the price of the originals. And then they're, the ones they've released aren't particularly the really expensive ones, are they? So they're almost kind of coming in at the same price as the originals. I think that that kind of is a bit of a symptom of who they're aimed at rather than the the price, if you know what I mean. Because the, these shirts that... I think that shirt collectors will buy them. Of course they will. But they're definitely aimed more at the sort of like casual buyer as well. Because, I mean, it's it's kind of like, as I always say, these for me are a bit of a, a big step up from your your score draws and your unbranded stuff. So it, it kind of taps into a different market as well. I mean, I've said it before. I don't dislike them because they look the same as the old shirts. So, and a few of them are my favorite shirts of all time. But... I still stick by that whole idea that I just wish there was a few more differences from the originals. Yeah, I, I think I agree. Looking at them, I mean, because we've got the Germany 96 home, the Germany 96 away, Spain 96 home. And then afterwards, they showed that they're releasing the Argentina 94 away, aren't they? I've, I own two of them, as in the originals. I own the Germany 96 home and the Spain 96 home. And... I am struggling to see much difference. I'd need to see it in person. The only thing I can really see is I think the Adidas logo is slightly thicker on the new versions. And it's almost like they've just been made bold as opposed to on the originals. They're, they're slightly thinner. I'm not sure if that's true. It's just what I've looked from the pictures. And I like them. I think it is interesting though. you're talking about the prices. The Germany 96 home, for example... I picked up for like 30 or quid and there's a couple on eBay that I've seen for about like 40 or quid at the moment. So that's actually a lot less than what they're charging for these new versions. So I think that's quite interesting. I suppose out of the four, the rarest will be that Argentina 94 way. And I think a lot of people are going to be really interested in that, uh, myself included, to be honest. So I think there's a conversation to be had there, isn't there? I, I think all of these are great. I'm glad you went through them, Adam. I think the Spain Home 96 one, that's not a shirt I would look to pick up as a retro original shirt. It's just because it doesn't interest me that much. But having bought the Leon one and having seen these kind of retro old school designs, but in the new materials and the new manufacturing techniques, I would be more inclined to pick that Spain shirt up, the re-release, than I would an original, I think. Even if I could get it for half the price as an original, I just sometimes we're all stung aren't we by that kind of Mike you mentioned it last week with one of your shirts that kind of weak old slept in smell that you can get on the second hand market and something about having these shirts box fresh if you like really appeals to to me certainly and I'm sure a lot of other people too I, I also think the you know the 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 leisure range around it like the Beckenbauer the track tops the Spain one, the Germany one, the Mexico gear is out of this world. I think the Mexico stuff is the best of of the whole lot. But 
Mm. Yeah, I think I'd be more obliged to buy one of these re-releases than I would an original, I have to admit. I just always say, as long as they have the manufacturer's logo on it, then I'm I'm on board. Like Mike was said, I'm not a big fan of the score draw stuff. And I know that they're good in terms of stopping people faking them, but I, I do enjoy a re-release at the right price with, with the logo on it. I still don't think it replaces an original, so that's, an, that's interesting, Tom, after you've picked up your first one. But for me, my favourite bit of it is the Italy t-shirt, the, the blue and white one with Italia on it. And the classic trefoil, I think that looks, they look great. I, I do you know, I, I think the more we talk about it, though, the more I realise I kind of, I probably feel more strongly about it than everybody else because I, I, I'm not knocking anybody for buying them. But for me, it doesn't even come like close to buying an original. Like I know, I know exactly what you mean about that brand new feeling of, of you know, a new shirt out of the box, but I don't know what it is for me that it loses something to have that brand new feel on a shirt from so long ago. Like for me, part of the beauty of shirt collecting is the hunt as well. So like use that Argentina one as a, as a really good example. That's a really hard shirt to get really rare. I can't help it. I do feel like it, it waters it down a little bit that anyone can just go and buy one now. And, and people would see it as the same See, I would agree with that if it was a shirt that I really wanted. So, Adam, you mentioned you really want that Argentina 94 re-release. See, for me, I'd prefer to get the original of that. But for something like the Spain or one of those Germany 96 shirts, they're not really on my radar as originals. Those reissues as shirts that I would more likely to to wear and, and to use, that would appeal to me slightly more. But again, I, I'm aware that's probably a fairly niche opinion on it, but... I just, I think I just I'm a big fan of these. I'd like to see more more brands do this kind of thing as well. I, I tell my thing that's where I am. I see them as fashion items, to be honest. So you know, I go out and I spend spend that much money on a t-shirt. I'd wear as a fashion item. Yes, the uh, the original might cost more or might even cost less, but I'd probably even if it costs less, I'd probably be a bit more hesitant to wear it. But then I don't wear all my shirts, so that might just be me. How would everybody feel if? clubs started wearing them or national teams like Denmark did one game a season imagine that teams had to like wore a retro shirt be unbelievable wouldn't it the thing is obviously we've seen some football clubs do it in the odd game here and there and I believe I'm right in saying someone else might know this to be able to confirm it but don't the NFL do this one weekend or one week every year where they all wear really old school retro uniforms if you like I would love to see that and for me as someone who uh, 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 you know, in sort of like uh, opposite way to you guys would almost say, I don't like the remix in comparison to how positive you guys are about it. I would probably be completely switched if these were being worn by by the players because it would be an amazing throwback and it would be amazing to see on the pitch as well. I think I think you're spot on, and I think we should take that a step further. I reckon Pete players should be wearing old boots from the period as well. Uh, old footballs from the period the grass should be the length that it was the shower should be the same temperature as they're back there we should just go full-on throwback and ticket prices ticket prices should be the same that'd be that'd be good as well no i don't agree with that because that mean that man united would be good again if we go back a little bit and i don't want that to happen <laughs> i'm enjoying them being shit so no that that's a no from me all right so we've seen adidas play this card and they played it beautifully but question for you gentlemen would you like to see them roll it out for any more teams or are there any other manufacturers you'd like to see do it? And what would you like to see them do? 
I'm gonna say I I don't want to see too many more. Oh to fuck be off, Mike! Anyone else? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because what in all all jokes aside, what I would like, what I would like to see is a little bit like we have started to see the idea of the Trevor, maybe even maybe being brought back for actual kits when Nike brought is it the Futura logo and they were using that. Personally, I prefer to see that a little bit more. Or if they're going to remake kits like this, at least use them as like pre-match shirts or something, just so they've got some sort of fucking use. Adam Scott, come on, sensible answer. Yeah, well, I'm I'm not as angry as Mike about it all. Um, I'm not a fan of this club by any stretch of the imagination, but I did actually tweet this that I think that I can imagine Newcastle doing it given their new deal with Adidas. And given that uh, a few of these kits are from 1996, surely it's in the pipeline for them to do remasters of of their classic shirts because as Premier League football shirts go, the Newcastle home and away from 1996 are probably up there in most people's top 10 of all time if they're like looking at it objectively. So that's what I would like to see. I think Umbro should get on it because they had some bangers in the 90s and that would mean potentially Scotland remakes. And England remake, Scott. You forgot. I didn't catch that. Sure. I was going to agree with you, Scott. I think Umbro to see some of their '90s designs come back would be would be really good. I know they did some England ones, didn't they? The, the 1990 reissue of Gaz's 19 on the back was uh, quite hotly sought after when they did that. But yeah, I'd love to see some more Umbro ones. A bit like Adi, do you remember those ABM Fiorentina shirts? Yes, they did them for Fiorentina, Palermo. They did them for a few clubs, didn't they? They were so good. They were really good. But the only unfortunate thing with those, to re-emphasise our point, is that there was very little to differentiate between the reissues and the originals, which of course meant a certain people were sold reissues at the price of the originals, which is quite a three-figure difference in the price of shirts. So as long as we say there is something to differentiate between these shirts and no one gets ripped off, then I'm all for it. I did see that happen. Yeah, yeah, not cool, not cool. Mike, come on, there must be one Villa shirt that you would like to see, I don't know, Deodora, Mitre, Umbro, somebody bring back. I, I, I guess maybe... I don't know. I, I still no. There's nothing I'd want to see as a direct remake. I think the closest I'd come is I'd like to see Villa in stripes again, maybe claret and blue stripes, whether it be the ASIC style, sort of like thicker pinstripes, or a lot of Villa fans disagree with me. I'd like to see Villa in full proper claret and blue stripes, but that's about yeah. All right, I'll tell you what. I'll give you one. I like the Umbro lace collar. They they can do something like that again. Give it 30 years, they'll be remaking Castore shirts, mate. They'll be retro Castore shirts. No, no one will fucking remember Castore after 30 years. Well, they'll need to remake them because there won't be any left at that point. Um, <laughs> okay, Mike, let's move on to something you are a little bit more excited about. And that's uh, that's some Mexican gear. Oh, yeah. Always excited about the Mexican gear. So, obviously, we've seen a few different sets by Charlie. Um, me and Tom, obviously, everybody knows, are big fans of the Lucha Libre ones that they did. Um, they did the Star Wars, which I think you got as well, haven't you, Tom? Um, so Tom's obviously a big fan of these. Um, but they've actually done another set, which is really, really good. And this time it is Call of Duty based. Now, I'm not much of a gamer, but I have played this before. So there is a little bit of a, a like from them from me. Um, it's, I think, off the top of my head, because I genuinely haven't got this written in front of me. I believe it was six clubs again, the same six possibly that did the Lucha Libre um, shirts with... Again, my favourite actually being the Atlas out of the six, which is my favourite of the Lucha shirts as well. Um, everybody seen them? Does anybody else have a favourite? So we've got Atlas, Leon, Santos, 
Pachuca. I never know how to pronounce uh, Zolos, but it's a club Tijuana, I think, but X-O-L-O-S and then Quetaro or Queretaro are the six teams. And yeah, I've seen them, Mike. I think they're really smart. I think we talked about this um, the, the other week with the uh, the Brazilian um, Black History Month shirts. It's a very similar kind of thing where people will want to collect all six of them. And Charlie, you've got a reputation for doing this because they did some Day of the Dead ones as well, didn't they? And I've they, got one of those do. as well. And I've you got know, one of the Star Wars. The Star Wars ones weren't a collection, I don't believe. It was just for the one team. That's I right. I got one from... Uh, I was uh, Circa, Tom from Circa 88 was kind enough to send one for my little boy when I bought a shirt from him, actually. And so he's still got that one. And it's his favourite shirt he's ever owned, which is very cool. Oh, oh. Um, but yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I'll be honest with you, one of the reasons I've not tried to buy one of these is because i know if i buy one i'm gonna want the set again and it got expensive with those lucha libre ones so i'm just not doing it but they're really really smart and one of my favorite things about this which is unusual because i'm not usually sold by these things is actually the presentation box that it comes in it looks really really smart no words are gonna gonna be able to describe it properly everyone's gonna have to go to our socials and have a look because we shared it on there but it looks fantastic one thing I will say about these Charlie shirts is that they're always so much better in hands than they ever look on photos. The, the finish on them and the little touches are always really good because, yeah, I've got the Lucha ones. I've got the both the Star Wars ones, the goalkeeper and the, the home kit, I think it is. And, yeah, they're, they're really, really nice shirts. And you can see that each time they do a release, they're... You know, their methods for creating shirts to get, to get better every time, the technology in them. Um, I have to say, though, I'm not a huge fan of these, maybe because I'm not a huge Call of Duty fan. But, yeah, that's a big fandom that they've they've hit on, isn't it? So I'm sure they'll be big sellers for lots of people. There we go. And in breaking news, Tom likes getting finished off by little touches. So um, what else have we got out there this week? Did anybody see the Southampton Kitsman and what they've been doing with the shirts this season? Oh, I think, yeah, no, do you know what? I actually only did catch a glimpse of this. This is the whole goal tally on the inside of the shirt thing, isn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Does, does anybody else want to elaborate? Yeah, so it's some of those little touches that finish me off so well, isn't it, Aidy? But it's uh, <laughs> it's it's quite, it is a good, nice touch for want of bell words. Um, more than Lukaku's ever had, eh, hey, Scott? But um, yeah, they, the kitman in Southampton have decided to put a... a print i guess as, as football on the, the in the hem of each player's shirt for when they score a goal so i think adam armstrong has i don't know eight or nine or however many goals he's got this season as the top scorer and then the rest of the squad follow suit but it's 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 quite a cool thing i think probably designed to add a competitive element to the the strikers in the team but i don't know I mean, does it impact performance? I'm sure you'd have some some kind of like bod out there being like, oh, it weights the shirt down by a few milliseconds. But I think it's all right. If you were Harry fucking Kane, it would wear it down. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to see the actual fucking inside of the shirt. It would just be full of footballs. Everyone's going to think I'm just a miserable shit this week, but I really didn't. I don't like it. I've just had another look at it. I, I don't really like. I don't like it at all. I kind of. I don't really see the point in it. I feel like it's a bit. They're fucking stupid. I don't know. I genuinely don't like it. I reckon it's cool. I think it's really cool. Um, and also, yeah, if, if you're for match worn collectors out there as well, how cool would that be as well to have, you know, they genuinely have the, you know, the, the print that the kit man's prepared and the 
JPEG image that he's downloaded and put on a patch inside the shirt. <laughs> I, I think it's a great idea when you have a top goal scorer who's got nine goals because it's a nice little touch. But if, if you know, if he was the Real Madrid kit man and had Ronaldo playing and whatever it was, 2014, 15, I, I don't think he'd have come up with that idea. Do you think that's part of it? it, it he's he's kind of a bit like, oh, no, they ain't going to fucking get that many, so whatever, don't mind. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually a little bit of an insult about how many goals they're going to score. Mm. Talking of stuff like this as well, did anyone see Spurs did something similar, but with uh, legacy appearance numbers on the back of the mm. show? Yeah. Yes. Is, is that all the time now, or is that...? Uh, I, I think so, yeah. Um, every Spurs player has been given a unique legacy number based on when they first made their appearance, and it will be on the back of their shirts, apparently. I think they started it back in October, but um, yeah, a similar kind of of detail. So I wonder if more the clubs are going to team fo- do, do that, don't they? they? They do, yeah. So I wonder if more teams are going to follow suit. I think the England cricket team do something similar with their shirts. Mike, does they anybody have- else do it? I'm pretty sure the England cricket team do something similar. <laughs> oh, that rings a bell. Actually, I think maybe the England cricket team have they ever done it? What is? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you will when you listen back. This pod's this pod's gone to shit. We're talking about English fucking cricket. That's what's happened. You, you'll see what happened when you do the edit, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm seriously confused by what just happened. Yeah, no, that's it again. A cool touch, and and again for match worn players, really cool touch. Okay, let's go. One thing before we move on, then. So detail, Adam, just on that. So if you and that's a, I don't know the numbers, but if you we're a Spurs fan, and you had and you had the Son Seven shirt, player spec shirt. Would you feel like you needed his legacy appearance patch as well to be added if you were having that name set? Oh, that's a good question. Actually, um, probably not, but I, I guess it's a good good way of definitely knowing if something's match worn for a little bit anyway until people start cottoning onto it. But yeah, I don't know. Tom, you, Tom, you like those touches, don't you? I feel like this is a classic upselling, isn't it? Trust Daniel Levy to find a way to upsell shirt printing because, yeah, he probably charge an extra fiver to have this printed on the bag. And if you're like us and you want it match, you know, like they do on the pitch, Scott, you're going to want to pay the extra fiver to get your legacy number on. So God forbid United don't do it anytime soon. See, uh, it wouldn't bother me at all if I was buying a shirt, but I know that Scott is sat there going, you're all fucking lunatics, you'd have to have it. <laughs> Definitely, if it's there, you've got to include it 100%. Suspect is so, suspect is so. Uh, one other thing I saw this week, or last the week gone actually previously, was the Champions League kits again. And again, we saw some changes around sponsors, didn't we? Yeah, so Inter Milan, they had a different sponsor in the Champions League to what they wear in Syria. You have to have the same font of format on a home shirt and the away shirt in Champions League, whereas it's different in Syria. They've got a different One's got here. the mountain. And one's got yeah. the plus. Yeah, I, I think it's in the league. They have just the writing, I think. And they had to whack. The yeah, and, and they had to the change Champions it to league. the one with the logo on because, yeah, the home shirt normally has the oval on it. So, And it looked rubbish, didn't it? I thought they really, really messed it up a bit there, to be honest. But that's a uh, Champions League rules for you, I think. Didn't they mess up their away shirt last year as well, Tom? So last year's away shirt, they, they came out with... The whole point of the shirt was the lovely map design and they weren't allowed that. So they had to super fade it out. So it just looked like a kind of a white mint green shirt. You couldn't see the map detail at all, thanks to more UEFA bollocks. It's almost like no thought goes into these kit designs whatsoever, isn't it? Speaking of bollocks and UEFA, is, um, what, what does everybody think about this whole idea? Of, is it, I believe the club's Al Nasser 
uh, with Cristiano Ronaldo joining the Champions League next season. Uh, before I throw it over to Scott, who's desperate to fucking speak about this, it's absolute bollocks, isn't it? And it should never happen. But carry on, Scott. I think my opinion is the most important here because I'm a massive Ronaldo fan. And I think it's absolutely fucking ridiculous that they're even considering that. I mean, it would never happen because they're, they'll be shit. But imagine they won it. Like, how shit would that be? Oh, look, here's the biggest prize in Europe and some team we've invited in to make money has won it. It's, yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm pretty sure he wouldn't, I mean, who knows who's driving it, but the 38-year-old, not that good in front of goal anymore, Ronaldo, isn't going to want to come in there and make a cunt of himself in the competition that he owns. I, I just think it's ludicrous. And then where does it go from there? You invite one in for cat, you know, you could... Is, are they going to get into Miami in next, who finished second bottom in the MLS? I mean, what the fuck are they going to do with a 35-year-old hung his boots up already messy? You know, it's just, where, how far are they going to go? It's ridiculous. I'm all for it. I think get them in. Get them in. Let them have a good old spanking, something that only goes on behind closed doors in that country normally. And let's humble the fuck out of them. Let's really humble the fuck out of them and blow this narrative about, oh, we're, we're, we're progressing the game out of the water and show these money-hungry little scuzzbags exactly what they are. I, I I would agree with you about just absolutely smashing them because they're not even winning their own fucking league. So they're not going to come in and get anywhere in, in the Champions League. But that's not what it's about for them. It, it's about it's about the publicity again. It's about the the money. It's it, that they if if they're allowed to do it, they won't give a flying fuck what results they get in the games. They're, they'll get absolutely hammered, yeah, most likely, but they'll get what they want. And I I, the... I just think it, it's just madness. Do you know what? Just before before I shut up, I actually saw someone tweet um, suggesting that MLS clubs should be allowed to play in the Champions League. And that person got absolutely ridiculed in the replies. Like, to to a whole nother level not a single person was like saying what a great idea so then for this to then come out as being something that UEFA are considering is it's just absolute insanity it really is yep uh and, t- and touching on it slightly if if you don't already have a look on twitter at the account called saudi pro league news and talk about growing the game and developing the game but it's, it's great follow and the, the, i saw a tweet this week this tweet was simply the law of henderson is not as big as we expected only 610 fans attended the el attic versus el faye game at the el majama stadium north of Riyadh on saturday of the seven away games Etifak had played, he's played in front of crowds of 1023 978 698 1,188 and now 610. Genuinely less than they get for public executions. I'd just like to apologise to the slightly less than 1% of our listeners that are actually from Saudi Arabia, so apologies. Wasn't that the only country where we didn't have listeners or something? It was one of, some at one point, but since our analytics say that we do actually have some listeners in Saudi Arabia, so genuinely, I suppose we should apologise for, for Tom. I don't, I don't apologise. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean it either. <laughs> right. In that case, let's move on to something a little bit more factual. Well, it's not going to be more factual at all, is it? It's kit history. Kid history. 
it history we haven't made it up kid history kid history we read it on wikipedia i really do get upset when you say it's not factual so much research goes into this to keep everybody happy i thought i'd do fenerbahce this week because i know ad you're desperate to hear more about them so and also we did galatasaray so really it's only fair so basically we touched on this actually with the galatasaray one that so so the sport was actually banned in the country which i think is what makes a little bit of this history quite interesting so in the early 1900s the sultan of turkey had forbidden his subjects to play what was referred to as the english game which is obviously football However, in 1907, Fenerbahce was founded by locals. Now you're going to get a treat here because I've got to try and pronounce loads of Turkish names. Zia Songulan, this is a hard one, Ayatollah Bey, and Neship Okaner. I, I, that wasn't too bad, actually. It was better than when I practiced. The group founded the club secretly in order to keep a low profile and not get into any trouble with the strict Ottoman rule. The club's name translates as Lighthouse in the Garden and comes from the Fenerbahce neighbourhood of the Kadakoy district in Istanbul. The lighthouse situated on the Fenerbahce Cape is a big influence in the design of the club's first crest, which sported the yellow and white colours of daffodils, which are found around the lighthouse. And that's actually where the influence for the club's first kit comes from, because the first kits were yellow and white stripes. However, the crest of the club was changed in 1910 when one of the founders, Hikmet Topuzed, redesigned the badge after, i got to say his name again, Zia Songulan had changed the colours to yellow and navy in the fall of 1909. Obviously, those colours are still seen today. Now, just so to keep everybody happy, I did try and find why he changed to yellow and navy. Apparently, he just fucking liked yellow and navy. So he changed it to that. Happy AD? Anyway, if it's factual, I am. Uh, it's as factual as it's going to get on this podcast. <laughs> uh, so, and basically, there, there's a little bit of wording for the for the from that that guy who uh, redesigned the badge. He says, after the change of the club's colours from yellow and white to yellow and navy, it was an issue to create an emblem with our new colours. My friends left the design of this emblem to me. Firstly, I brought together the colours of our national flag, red and white, and then I drew a heart shape over the red and gave it a yellow and navy colour, adding an acorn leaf that represents resistance, power and strength. I wrote the club name and foundation dates on the white section, and then when drawing our emblem, I tried to give it this meaning, serving the club with dependence from heart. And that is all factual, that bit. And also, just to add to that, I think it's something a little bit interesting. This year, uh, the club actually have five stars above the badge but if you if you buy one of those shirts you will get those five stars however you won't see that on the pitch because it was actually banned by the turkish fa they actually did it because they want to represent the 28 championships uh but the turkish fa won't what is it they will not recognize the pre-1959 titles so that's why they've done it as a bit of a bit of a fuck you to the FA, but a nice little interesting note. So it's another one where we get some replica shirts that are actually different to the ones the players wear. But interesting fact. Fact being the key word. You only said it apparently once in that kit history. So that's that's got to be a record. That was someone's name. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't necessarily make it all any truer than any of the other ones. But It was pretty cool getting the quotes firsthand from the guy that did the badge. Day. I, I, I quite like that. 
Yeah, it was hard tracking him down, but I spoke to him and that's what he said. The the fan base are nuts. They're, they're brilliant. And from posting stuff on Twitter and Instagram, a lot of them started following me. I started talking to a lot of the guys. One of the guys actually that I was chatting to, I'm not allowed to say who it was because he didn't want me to. I was chatting away to him and I asked him if he'd bought that, um, the anniversary, the Turkey 100 Years as a Nation shirt. Uh, he said, I didn't need to buy one because I designed it. And I was like, holy shit. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah. So, so we can't t- say who he is, but he's the guy that designed the shirt. So we, yeah, I, he, he he's like, some people probably will. But to be fair to him, unlike his account and stuff, he hasn't been sharing it as like one of his designs. He's literally just shared the shirt and said how much he likes it. He is a graphic designer and he's a big Fenerbahce fan and he's he's got a shirt collection himself. But he just when he said it, he just literally said, please don't tell anybody that I designed it. So I was like, oh. Fair enough. Um, but anyway, that, yeah. So from speaking to a lot of these guys, the, the the sort of like the most popular shirts, as I mentioned earlier, with the home shirts, are the very very simple striped shirts. That's what they want in a home shirt. They're a real passionate fan base about that. But with the away shirts, yeah, those yellow and white striped ones are and hoops. Um, I've actually got one on the way from Germany. Um, was a yellow and white hooped one, and they're really really smart shirts. And it's nice that they keep that part of their history going as well. While you was reading that, I had a look at famous Fenerbahce players just to see if I could do a little like player association. I was going to ask you guys, if you think Fenerbahce is there a particular player that jumps out because they've had some proper cult heroes down the years. Yeah, I was going to say JJ Okocha is one for me. Jacko's a good one. Um, Roberto Carlos, obviously quite a, a big one. Uh, Alex. Pierre- Alex oh, yeah. was the one I thought of, yeah, and he came up. He's their record goal scorer, a record non-Turkish goal scorer. Who was the little midfielder that always was getting sent off? Um, Emre, was that? Emre, yeah. Yeah, not a big fan of him, to be honest. Uh, they yeah, did have Pierre Van Hoydonk at one point. I think that was, that's a, a bit of a, th- a throwback, that one. They've had some amazing players over the years. Before. In fact, do you know what? The, the Turkish league in general has had some incredible players, and and we touched on this before before a bit with um, when we did the pod with the other other Bundesliga about Austrian Bundesliga and how people think that these these leagues are just where people pass through at the beginning or the end of their careers, and that's not always the case. Turkey is the same. There is some amazing players that have gone through that. They just all go to Galatasaray. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Fenerbahce top of the league this year. Never know; it could be close. There we go. Wow, great kit history. Very good this week. I enjoyed that, Mike. Good history. Yeah, I thought so, but I think Adam might have been bored. What were you doing? Oh, sorry, guys. I was just uh, scrolling through Granny's, actually. What? Like Wayne Rooney? I think you've misunderstood. Granny'sFootballStore.com, our proud sponsor. I was looking through their website and having a look at their latest drop. Sorry, Adam, was that was that Granny'sFootballStore.com? Also on Twitter, at Football. I believe it's the one and the same, yes. Oh, anything good? There are a few absolute crackers. IX89 to 90 away shirt, anyone? Or maybe an Argentina 1994 in long sleeve. Right, all all this hammy acting aside, guys, has anybody actually seen his latest drop? Because it's pretty bloody good. There's some amazing stuff on there. He's got one I absolutely love. Um, It's actually an old feeler shirt. and You don't see uh, many of them around it's a Grazza AK match issue really really smart shirt yeah I was asking look myself Adidas the, and you remember the Admiral's template as well he's got a France 1992 in long sleeve 75 pound yeah that's unreal that night did you everybody see the Nigeria prototype as well 
94 prototype and long sleeve that shirt's beautiful yeah that went no surprises there yeah great price again 100 135 for a prototype that's class see the ajax 8990 away shirt as well one of my all-time favorites unfortunately it's in the xl and the badges are immaculate which is that's the hardest thing to do with them shirts because the umbro is so brittle yeah, do you know what? I've I've got one, and the only thing I had to do was I. It's the only shirt I've got that's had any sort of repair, which is to get that little Umbro logo repaired. Because it, you're right, they're like, I don't even know, they're like pastry. They just crumble <laughs> and fall off. It's ridiculous. But but no, as I say, all, all, all jokes aside, um, I know Tom uh, Granny's is kind enough to support the pod with sponsorship, but. He his store is amazing. Everybody has to check it out. Granisfootballstore.com. We're not just saying it. The prices speak for themselves. When a lot of these shirts have dropped tonight and they're gone by the time you're going to listen to this, but you might be able to find something else good on there. I can't believe we've got to 87 episodes before describing badge work as like pastry, but we should <laughs> absolutely use that going forward. How pastry-like are the details on said shirt? Adam would be in his element. He loves to bake off. I, I, I do. Like, I'm, I'm, well, I've missed it. Well, it's on at the moment. Are you baking off right now? <laughs> How many hands <laughs> can you see? Oh, this is a really bad week. <laughs> Terrible. People uh, got me a, doing it. It's about to get worse as well. Speaking of prices, did anybody tune in to Cunt Kit's uh, drop in the last couple of days? I was going to say we should all do some more hammy acting. Go, no, Scott, what's that then? <laughs> well, I don't. I, I'm sure you've all seen it, but have you all bothered to read the comments underneath the? They did a teaser tweet. Everybody's obviously gone on the next day when the drop happened. Just for those of you that don't know. They have listed the 2018 China away shirt, the black one that were inevitably was revoked by the Chinese FA and never got worn. For, drumroll please, 500 great British pounds. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot, isn't it? That, that is a lot. See, I do remember somebody having one of these shirts on Shirtex sales threads for quite some time, around like maybe a year or two ago, like just post-COVID, and I think they were selling it for three figures, maybe like 300 or something, and it was there for a long time with no bites. And I remember people saying, you know, it's a, no, it's a rare shirt, no, it's banned, but that's a lot of money. And I think, didn't Classic Football shirts sell it for less than £300 too? So it just goes to show how much this shirt has been marked up. I think Classic Football shirts had it at 250 so they've gone a full fucking double bit. They're just a banter just... parody account at this point, aren't they? I mean, genuinely, they are. The the thing is that they're, they're, they're getting what they want because people are commenting, people are sharing it and so on. And I mean, the one thing I will give them credit for is they've obviously, it's like obviously like water off a duck's back to them because they don't give a fuck they just keep doing it. Um, but I did have a quick look at the replies. Some of them were quite funny and straight to the point, just saying it was daylight robbery. My favourite was from a, a guy, I'm going to give him a shout out because I think it was a good comment. His, his uh, Twitter is at CasaJDF. And he just simply wrote, get a life, <laughs> which which I think is a, a brilliant little reply. I mean, not really like as you can say, is there? As you can say, is there? It's just kind of honestly speechless about it, because I know some people will argue you don't have to buy it and you don't have to buy it from them. But it, it sets that kind of precedent for what people think football shirts are worth. And let, let's face it, you've got 
that there are different reasons why a shirt might be a lot of money, but you've got another shirt that ended up being banned, which is the Fiorentina one from like the the mid nineties, which is altogether more sought after and more well known. And that sells for that kind of price, sometimes less than that. And so you've just got a shirt like if it hadn't been banned, people wouldn't care about it. But I don't think that many people care about it anyway. It's just I don't I don't get it. Like like it's not a five hundred pound shirt, and I don't like you said, Mike. Like that they're probably getting what they want because they keep doing this thing. It's not like it's the first time they've been called out on it. Like CFS have been called out a few times on stuff, but generally we kind of understand their logic behind stuff even if we do think maybe sometimes they do charge a little bit too much but with cult they're not just charging too much they're that they're elevating it so much it's just remarkable i don't i don't get it really i don't understand i mean i don't own a business that sells football shirts so i can't particularly comment but i don't understand people the same with ebay why do people list stuff for prices then they don't move for like fucking years i don't understand the logic behind i mean surely if you if you're with and it goes back to that comment we were speaking before about people that buy shit and then flip it for a tenner like surely the big fish you're waiting for to buy your shirt for the stupid price if it takes three fucking years to sell the shirt you know you drag that hundred quid more that they're advertising it for over the three years that it's sat on a hanger it it can't be worth that for the length of time to to be that stupid with a price i i think a lot of that comes down to when people pay for shit they refuse to let it go for less than what they paid for it most of the time and unfortunately that i don't mean to sound insulting when i say this is they they don't really understand understand how business works, and if you sit on stock for three years, it doesn't mean it's worth what you want for it. Just because you, that's what you paid for it, every at some point you have to to give a little <laughs> and just let it go. But I think that the bigger issue for me, and I think we've seen this a lot recently, is you know prices are getting a bit out of hand just in general again at the moment i mean legitimate sellers i'm again call it shouting him again our, our sponsor tom as well as other uh independent sellers that you know we all follow on on the socials and stuff they they do a good job of keeping their prices fair but the thing is this this thing that is happening with cult it's happening with some sort of like with with not even businesses just people buying shirts and and double and triple them and put them, put them on and you know sometimes you get the defense on socials of oh they can sell sell it for whatever they want and you know that's not how it works if, if it's if it's not okay for cult to do it it's not okay for your average john to do it selling either if everybody just fucking stopped it we'd probably all be able to afford a shitload more shirts in our collection as well well i was just gonna say they've come a long fucking way from their massive public apology after charging 200 quid for that Roma third. <laughs> and now they do it every week and don't give a fuck. And ironically, every fucker's charging 200 quid for that Roma shirt. <laughs> Which goes back to Adam's point, it drives the prices. But right, let's finish on something a little bit more positive. What have we got coming up over the next few weeks? I know we've got something exciting. I saw his tweet out this week. Come on, Mike, it's your baby. Yeah, so this this is exciting. I think we all enjoy uh, these episodes when we do them. Um, we have started... The, the count and the votes for 
the top 20 shirts of 2023. We've already had some emails come in. Um, Adrian has already done his. He's the only one here who has. And he did pick shirts other than just Roma shirts. Can you fucking believe that? Anyway, I w- I'm like one or... I'm, I'm, I'm not going to reveal that as of yet. I don't think it's fair, but there's definitely at least two in there. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, three. <laughs> Um, no, they're already started to to come in. We, we've already got quite a few votes in. Interesting, as always, to see what people like and, and don't like. For anybody listening, um, just get your top five into hello at ttkaopod.com. Um, just make sure you rank them one to five. We've had a couple of people just send one shirt in saying this is the best shirt. It's not how it works, lads and ladies. We need the top five one through to five and then just like before what we'll do is we'll compile all the information we'll make a top 20 and do a great big episode about it you might you're wrong they weren't sending one shirt in that was five Fenerbahce shirts (laughs) (laughs) that that was that's pretty good so quick one Mike the rules it needs to have been released released this calendar year can't be a pre-match and it must have been worn in a match I would say I think that the warning a match is a bit of a, a kind of a grey area because there may, well no because there may have been I mean there there could be twenty there could be third shirts from the twenty three twenty four season that haven't even been worn yet it's it's definitely possible I think if it's an official kit that the club released that kind of has to be where we're at there but no remakes you can't say these new fucking Adidas remakes because they released in twenty twenty three fuck off with that it's not it's not a twenty twenty three shirt is it. But I, yeah, definitely has to be an official club kit. It has to be home third away. It can be club. It can be international. But most importantly, yeah, it has to have been released in 2023 because what that does is it just eliminates any of the shirts that we did for 2022. Um, and it's just a whole new top 20. So does that mean that Messi's Argentina shirt is not in consideration? Nope. <laughs> it, I mean, that was that did make our poll last year, in fact, didn't it? I think it got in the there were votes for it, weren't it, it Mike? De- it 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 definitely got votes. It definitely didn't get in the top twenty. Um, that was pre World Cup win, though. We did that pre World Cup win. No, I, mean, I World think Cup, some votes would have been, wouldn't they? But the, the you know, episode so, went out in twenty twenty. <laughs> the episode went out in twenty twenty three. I think it was like our first or second episode after Christmas. I'm sure we did it after the World Cup. I'm sure we did. But anyway. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what people throw at us. There'll be a few. This is this is always my favorite episode because of the sheer shock of the shit that gets in. <laughs> I'll, I'll never get I'll never get over that fucking inter shirt getting in the greatest of all time. I've still not got over that. See, I enjoy it. I enjoy the editing less so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm genuinely really really excited about this because it's really really cool seeing everybody's votes, what people like, what they don't like, and also it's a really fun episode to record and a great poll to put out there. It's good for Mike to do the maths, and it's great that this year we've got Adam to do all the graphics. Just glad I'm useful for a change. It's nice. <laughs> you said that so genuinely. <laughs> yeah, you've never met my dad. His motto is. <laughs> His motto is second place is the first loser. It turned all right for your brother, Pep, didn't it? So, um, not all parents. <laughs> all right, I think that's this week done, isn't it? It, it gets all over. It is, it is no. <laughs> we, we had that Irish one back again. <laughs> so bad at accents, honestly. Oh, hey.
you spent a whole afternoon with me pished as well. You got the you got the proper Yeah, scholarship. and I, I understood like fifty percent of what you said to be honest. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> 